Hey, what up, guys? It's me again. But you know what? This season two, baby. Welcome to the family. I'm your host, Patrick Mitchell. This is this is my moment podcast. And you know, just like always, we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna meet a ton of new people. We're gonna see a ton of new faces. And I'm just excited to be here, man. Let's go to work. There ain't no stopping it. This is my moment. Uh, join the movement. We bringing people together, bringing positivity, making changes for the better. Today, I have a young lady on the other end of this thing, man. And I was excited to hear that she was part of the military family. You guys know that I'm an old school military sergeant. So when I heard her story and I heard what she does, I had to try to get it. I had to try to get her. And she blessed us. And now she's here with us. Let's go to work. Introduce yourself to the family. Hi, everyone. Thank you for inviting me. I'm Janet Sanchez. Um, I'm from Puerto Rico. I got three kids and I'm a veteran and my husband, a military spouse. My husband served in the military, too. Oh, that is. So <laughs> just like just like I said in the beginning, I love military. Everything military I'm in. And you told me that you guys were Army, right? Yes. Sorry about that. Air Force always the way to go. I apologize. My thing. But <laughs> so a, a pleasure to have you. In the beginning, you were telling me how to pronounce your business. And, and I told you I was going to butcher it, but I'm going to try not to. So fix me. Espouses, militaris, espantes. Espantes. Ah, I was close. Almost got it. Almost yeah, got it. I was there. I got it wrote down <laughs> like I talked, so you got to excuse me. <laughs> what got you started into trying to help folks? And tell us a little bit about it. What is it? Yeah, so Esposas Militares Hispanas um, is a volunteer nonprofit organization that started in 2007. Yeah. And it started as a small group of friends. <laughs> it was 10 military spouses that got together every day. We all speak Spanish. Actually, mm. we were all from Puerto Rico. And we used to left the kids at school and then gathered together to do activities or events and to learn something new. And I saw myself constantly translating for these military spouses and my oh. friends. And then we discover um, Facebook groups. And then um, I started a Facebook group just for us 10 spouses so we can share information. And we were about to PCS, which means moving to another duty station. And um, I said, this is perfect because then I can translate information, put it in the group, and we can all keep in touch. And the word of mouth is magnificent. Um, And other spouses um, started to learn about what we were doing and they wanted to be included. Hmm. And 15 years later, <laughs> here we are with a nonprofit that serves over 50,000 military spouses around the world. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, man, from an old military guy, congratulations. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you for doing, doing that. that. Like, I've been a whole lot of places and I've seen a whole lot of people. And I think that is phenomenal that you're actually taking the time and the effort to make sure that these um, spouses are considered. Because a lot of times, People are like, oh, your spouse, your husband or your wife. No, I'm 100% into if you're married in, you're in. Sorry. And, and yeah, and, and you, you, you said it's something very, very true. And the difference is that these military spouses have language barriers, right? Mm. They feel the isolation of 
the military community in general because they don't know the language. Yeah. So what we try to do is we want them to learn English because it's necessary. Yeah. So we offer English classes for free. And then um, we want to include them in the community so they can give back to that community. So um, we want them to continue to school. We want them to work. We want to volunteer them to volunteer. So um, it's a one-one. Okay. Uh, winning in both situations, right? Because we want them to give back to the community. That's what's up. And I'll tell you what, I think it's super important too, because not only are you doing things, you're getting them out the house. So now they're meeting, they're understanding that this military lifestyle is kind of different. It's yeah. kind of different. And if you don't have support, if you don't have people that know the system a little bit and that can help you, you can get lost. It's hard for a person that knows English. Can you imagine for someone that doesn't know the language? I can't. I can't. <laughs> so I, I tell you what, I appreciate you. Let me ask you this. Have you been able to help everyone that, that you've come in contact with or have it been some um, like people that you just couldn't help? Have you been able to help most people? We actually have helped everyone that connect us. And if we cannot find the help, we will not hesitate and we will not... Um, stop until we find that help, even if we have to go um, to other nonprofits or to the government or Department yes. of Defense. Or, um, but we always try to find a solution or a mm -hmm. guidance on resources for that spouse in yeah. need or the military, because we get a lot of military too. Mm. Do you guys do you guys see a lot of that where? where they come in and you have to send them to another organization and then that, that organization kind of gives them a little flack because maybe they don't speak English or, or how's that where they have to come back and then you have to go with them. Like, how does that work? Cause I, I've been overseas a lot. Right. And I, and I've seen a lot of not just ladies, men, like the whole gambit to where they don't speak the, the language of the service. Right. And then they go and ask for help. Just we say passports. I just use passports. To where they, you go in and you don't understand the, they don't understand the language, or they don't speak it, and the person behind the counter, they're not speaking it. So right. you kind of you kind of at a loss. Have you had to go in and like be a translator for the most part? Have you guys ever yes. So we have translators, and mm. it's funny because if they are in that position, sometimes yeah. they call us, and then we do three way uh, translation <laughs> yeah, with yeah. them. So, for example, if we have issues with spouses at any family readiness office or if they go and ask for assistance and they don't have somebody that speaks Spanish, yeah. usually they call us and then we'll call the office and do three-way after they give us permission. Yeah, that's cool. I like that, man. I like that. When I, when Ashley had you on and I was researching, I was like, I think I'm going to enjoy this because anytime that you can help people be better and understand, especially with the government, I, mean, I am a huge fan of the military. There's no way around it. I am, I am still that. And when you help people become better inside of that organization, man, I love it. So congratulations. Thank you for what you do, man. Appreciate yeah. it. So besides the language barrier, what are some other challenges that you ran into by, by being this nonprofit, helping um, spouses with the language barrier? Yeah. Give me some challenges. Yeah. So we have three main challenges, right? Okay. So um, it's, the language barriers that military spouses face daily, the cultural shock, mm. um, and distance, um, letting go. Because 
Hispanic families are very family oriented. Right. They're very united, right? So it's very hard when they move away from family and letting go, right? Mm -hmm. And then they become, they come to this military lifestyle and then they don't know the language and then that's where isolation comes. So before any military spouse with language barriers can understand the military, the traditions and get acquainted to the military culture, it's impeditive to learn English. So that's Mm -hmm. why we offer online free English classes for them um, and we're just dedicated for them to break that barrier mm. but those are the three challenges cultural shock um, language barriers and the distance letting go wow the biggest misconception so you started this 15 years ago right 2007 let me see where was I at in 2007 2007 I think I was in man South Carolina I was, I was in Fort Campbell Kentucky He's in Kentucky, so you went no, out. Sorry, from. Fort Knox, Kentucky. Fort Knox. So yeah, I was in South Carolina, 07. Yeah. You starting this up? Were you active duty when you started it? No, 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 no. I was okay, not. So just on, on, on uh, guard. Yeah. Okay, that's all right too. We all count. I love it. All right. So let me ask you this: What's the biggest misconception you had when you started this thing? Um, that it was only for us. It was only for. Mm. <laughs> you weren't sharing. <laughs> And it was only for 10 friends that I, I mean, I was not visualizing the growth. I was, I knew there was a language barrier problem because I saw it everywhere I went while I was helping my friends. I didn't know the magnitude of the problem. Are you interested in small businesses? My name is David C. Barnett, and I've been podcasting and producing YouTube videos about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses for almost 10 years. I'm a former business broker and have owned and operated several businesses, and I've been advising business owners since the 1990s. Each week, I create a new podcast which answers one of your questions, and I've always got amazing, exciting guests. You can find me on YouTube by going to smallbusinessanddealmakingpodcast.com or just search David Barnett's Small Business in any podcasting app to find me. I look forward to seeing you around. Mm. So once you got going, you saw like how how big it really was. and How big it was. How military offices were not prepared for very families with language barriers. How Department of Defense had no idea how many Mm. um, issues military families with language barriers had. So it it was very interesting. Let me ask this. So how do you stay motivated on those days, right? Because, and I know for a fact that the military can be super challenging while you're in and as a spouse, I know it's very challenging. On those days, right, when, when everything seems to be going wrong, right, man, like you can't find the help or when you go to the um, the different organizations inside the service to try to get these um, spouses help and they're not helping you. What are you doing to stay motivated? Like, what are you doing to keep this smile, Janet? It's hard uh, because you know how the military is. There is a lot of red tape. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very complicated. So, it. I work very, very hard. This is my passion and yeah. and, and I, I don't give up. But there is days that I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, what yeah. am I doing? Um, is it worth it? My stress or is it worth it? My 
why should I keep going, right? And yeah. then at that moment, and he's, I'm telling you every time that I am doubting myself, yeah. I get that email or I get that phone call that says, Janet, thank you so much. Oh, yes. Your organization helped me finish learning English. Because yes. of your organization, I found a job. Because of your organization, my family is stable. I, so those emails that confirmation the, yeah. those calls of of those spouses that have been helped yeah. are my push are my gas to continue to what are we doing because that means we're doing something different that yes. is making a difference in the military community yes yes huge and i'll tell you man people always said happy wife happy life happy her you i'm talking about spouses in general the moment that you realize that you are, as a spouse, just as much bought into the military as the person going to work every day, as the person getting up and going to PT every day, you are just as much in it. When you can feel that void that you have, like you talked about, now you're feeling that worth. Now you can kind of understand a little bit better of, of what's going on without being depressed, without having right. that that anxiety that comes with not knowing anything or not having the people there that's inside of your circle to help you better progress through and, and tread through this month that we call DOD, right? Yeah, correct. Crazy. And I, and, and I look and I see you smiling, right? And to me, that bad day just looks like it's motivating you to just step your game up a little bit more. So now you don't have those hangups. It is. It is. And I tell you what, all my program managers and we, our organization is a volunteer based organization. We don't get paid. None of us get paid. Right. We work because we want to give back to our own community. Yeah. And every single one of my program managers and my volunteers, we have help Ooh. and they want to give back. That's amazing. So it's a circle of, of, of community because yeah. that's what we are. We're a community. I love it. When you started, right, and you're entrepreneur and you're doing your thing, you got kids. What yes. is your work-life balance? Like, people call you, it's 5 o'clock, and you're picking the kids up from school, right? Like, how do you balance, like, yeah. being an entrepreneur, being a nonprofit, helping people? Because a lot of times people don't understand, look, I'm off the clock. I want to be my own family. But they don't care because they still need their problem fixed. Like, it just it's just what it is. What are you doing to fix that work-life balance? Or do you even have a work-life balance? I'll tell you what. My kids are adults now, right? My little one is graduating college in, uh, in May. Thank goodness. Right. Done, Congrats. right? The other, the, uh, the, uh, my oldest is uh, a teacher here in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And then my middle one is, uh, is in the military. My kids saw me. They grew up me doing this. Right. Yeah. And when I was a child, I always remember my grandma saying, when you have your time, when you have time off, mm -hmm. you give back to the community. Mm. It's like every time you have time off, you give back to those in need. If you have something that you can give to the community, you give it to the community because they're going to need you. And I, it, mm. It always stay in my mind, right? We I grew up in the mountains in Puerto Rico, very poor. So I came from a humble family. Yeah. And 
even though we didn't have much, we were always giving. Yeah. Um, and I taught my kids that. So as soon as they saw me um, of the change that I was doing or, or what, I always include them in that. Like if yeah. we had an activity, if we had an event, come on, help, volunteer. So they always knew that volunteering was part of our family. Yeah. And they were, excuse my dogs. And um, they had no problem with that. There were moments that um I had to put a pause, right? I'm like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore because in this moment because I need to take care of my kids. Right. And my kids had preference yeah. on that, right? Yeah. Uh, but I tried to include them in, in the process so they could learn what is to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting to see because I can see that on them now as adults. That's amazing. And you know what's funny, right? I have a I have a, a similar circumstance to you. My oldest is 26. My middle son, he's actually in town now. He's getting ready to uh, be stationed overseas. He's PCSing. And my youngest daughter, she's 22. So our 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 yeah 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 our our, our kids situation same. And and what I like is that as a parent, right, you teach your kids these things, right, and you show them these things. And as they're growing up, you may not see it. You're like, man, what did I teach you? What yeah. What have I shown you? And then once they grow up and they started, and they start yeah. growing into who they are as people, as adults, and you see those things, right, that yeah. you taught them, and you're like, you know what? I didn't think you was listening. But, and that's such an amazing feeling, man. And I am super proud. I'm laughing because I can totally see you helping these folks and i've been there i'm a customer service person in the military too so i've seen those people that need assistance and 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 organizations like what you have going on is far and few between depending on where you're stationed at so yeah so great job on that you have one skill that stands out above everything else to make this successful what is the one skill that you got Oh, you got me. Um, this ain't even the hard part yet. Wait, wait a minute. I got yeah. you. This is easy. Boy. It's skill. Like, do you have to have patience? Do you have to have foresight? Like, what, what, yeah. what do I you think, have that makes it successful? I think it's two. I think it's patience. <laughs> and I think it's passion. <laughs> yes. I, mm. I have passion for what I do. Right, yeah. and I am in one hundred fifty percent. But without passion, you need to have patience yeah. because you don't know what's coming next. Mm. So today might be calm, but tomorrow yeah. might be twenty million calls, or mm. the next day we have three domestic violence cases that we wow. have to know. So yeah. it's it's. Ebbs and flows, I got you. Yes, it, it yeah. flows differently every day. Yeah. So I think my passion is my drive to mm-hmm. continue. At the end of the interviews, I like to play a game, right? Okay. And I actually named it now. It's called Pick One. That's the name of the game. <laughs> so I'm going to give you an option, and you have to choose. And it's meant okay. to be tough. It's meant to All be right. tough, but I'm not going to throw you under the bus. I'm not going to okay, do okay. nothing like that, but I want to have a little fun. You ready? I want it. All right, let's go. Military vet 
Entrepreneur, which one would you rather be? Military vet. What? Yeah. Are you serious? All this passion, I, 15 I years. Go ahead. Because I love the military and I couldn't finish my career. Because <sighs> I picked my kids and my family before the career. So I still have that little thing like what could I have done, right? Yeah. If I was in the military. Oh. So we go on military vet over entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. You got it. That's that's easy. <laughs> one thing that you get to tell someone, you have one sentence to give somebody that comes into your office. What are you telling them? One day at a time. Solid answer. Mm -hmm. Solid answer. Today, let, let's worry about today today. That's it. And we get to tomorrow tomorrow. That's it. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. You had more trouble with the regular questions than these. <laughs> Look, I should have tried harder, Janet. Goodness. Here we go. I give you the phrase, okay. this is my moment. First thing comes to your mind, this is my moment. What you got? Oh, God. That, was, that is hard. You know why? Because I never think about, about this is a good question. <laughs> I, I'm always thinking about everybody else and mm -hmm. not me. So this is my moment. I'm proud of what I have become. Hey, growth is growth is it. Yeah. What are I you mean, talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You think about it, right? You went from yeah. you went from 10 friends yeah. to a nonprofit. Yeah. As a person, is I am happy where I'm at. As yeah. as the founder of this organization, my moment is that after 15 years, I'm sitting on a table in Department of Defense, Pentagon, and the White House. So yes, that's yeah. my moment. That is your moment. <laughs> that is your moment. You know what's funny, man? It's your moment, and you're helping so many other people too. So you know what? It's not just your moment inside of what it's you're doing. It is their moment also. Yes, right. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Man. So that's it, Janet. <laughs> We're done. But I want you to I want you to leave the people with something. The people that are listening to you now, right? I have people from all walks of life listening. I have people from all over the world listening. I want you to give them something. Give them something to go home with. Yeah. Never forget where you come from because those little things that you learn along the way are the ones that are going to shape you in the future. That's, that's, that's solid game right there, Janet. Yeah. That's, that's some good information. Well, Ms. Janet, I sure appreciate you. Give me the name of the organization one more time. Esposas Militares Hispanas. That is Esposas Militares Espanas. There you go. You got it. I learned something. Hey, guys, here's the deal. Don't be too proud of what you got going on to give back to other people. Don't underestimate the value of what you have to offer that impacts other people's lives. You never know how much it means to them. You never know what giving back to that person, to that organization, to those folks may mean to them. Get out of your own space. Go help somebody. And at the end of the day, 
Go get it! There ain't no stopping it. This is my moment. Uh, join the movement. We bringing people together. Bringing positivity. Making changes for the better. Cause it's all about growth. All about success. We want to see you right.